0: Sam Reinhart discusses a possible extension and on today's show we are going to discuss the Florida Panthers front office rankings where do they rank and do we agree with the rankings
1: you're locked on Panthers your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
0: And welcome into this Friday, September 18th of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, from the the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Ramon Valenzan. You can follow me on X at Monoman12. Follow the show account on X and Instagram at lo underscore f l a Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who get who come back here and get their daily Florida Panthers fix. So, Cats fans, even though there isn't hockey just yet, we had a little bit of a glimpse of the fun. If you happen to be a baseball fan and a hockey fan, to, Wednesday night was such a great night as it was Florida Panthers night, Sam Reinhart, Spencer Knight, and Anton Lindell attend the game, and the Marlins scored 10 runs, and we hear, we want 10 chance all throughout the crowd, at a baseball game, something that we're used to, especially in the last two years with the Florida Panthers, and it's translated into baseball. It's crazy to think that what happens, and crazy to think that that uh, Stanley C. Panther and Victory E. Rat uh, participated in the race as well. But without further ado, it is a Friday, which means it is a Fairbanks Friday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Nick Fairbanks is back here on the show. Nick, welcome. Back to the show. And I want to get your thoughts on the We Want 10 chance uh, going from hockey to baseball.
1: So you kind of stole the words out of my mouth. I was actually going to start off the show by saying, you know, we want 10. But um, I think it's an amazing development as far as what uh, South Florida sports are starting to merge, you know, culturally together. Uh, I mean, you see, you know, uh, Bruce uh, Kepka coming in, um, you know, helping out the Panthers, cheering for them. Um, and then, you know, you have the Panthers and the Heat that are always kind of going back and forth with each other, showing each other love. You had the Miami Dolphins that will be starting this Sunday. I wonder what they're going to do. But having the Marlins, who are still in the thick of things, having that partnership with the Panthers and being able to provide a moment like that, especially on Panthers night, it's unreal.
0: No no doubt. And, and the Marlins and the Panthers will always be intertwined because of the fact that they did come in in the same year. So they're kind of like brothers, cousins, you can you name it when it comes to it comes to being in 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 lockstep when it comes to their existence and coming into this community uh together. And once again, the Florida Panthers will be celebrating their 30th a- anniversary this year and we're we're seeing a little bit of it with the Marlins, but Sam Reinhardt did throw out the first pitch as well. <laughs> uh even though he's a right-handed shot, he he does throw the baseball left-handed. We did see it in that clip that 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 Jameson Olive uh, uh, posted online of Sam Reinhart, And also Sam Reinhart also got a chance to talk about the getting ready for 2023, 2024. Uh, Here's a little bit of what he had to say. Quote, guys are refreshed and ready to come back. We have such a close team as it is. When you live in South Florida, you can't really complain about coming back here. Close quote. And then was asked about a possible uh, contract extension and says, quote, Billy is giving me the longest deal I've had in this league. It's nothing new. It's it's not something I stress over. They know I want to be here, and I know they want me to be here. We got no problem, kind of waiting it out. Close quote. And that kind of, the last part of it, kind of reminds me of remember when the Florida Panthers traded for Sam Reinhart to begin with, and the RFA status was there for months and months, and and the whole the whole waiting it out kind of reminds me of going back to that point when. We we were wondering when is when is an extension going to be announced? And every report was saying that they they're, they are in good standing for the guy that they just traded for, though though he is going into his last year. Shooting percentage was down by four percent, but Nick he took thirty nine more shots than his next highest, a career high last season for Sam Reinhart 227 shots to be I- exact and second highest time on ice in his career as well. So but also when it comes to an extension for Sam Reinhart as as well. Not that I'm opposed to it, but number one, got to see where the cap is. Number two, just like how the Panthers made a cap clearing trade for Anthony Duclair, chances are One might have to happen as well if you do extend Sam Reinhart. And we did speak about a few weeks ago with Jacob Winans about keeping one of Montour or Forsley, not both. Chances are you're only going to keep one. So a Sam Reinhart extension makes that a little difficult as well. But it's also about if you were to make a cap clearing trade like a Sam Bennett as well to keep a Sam Reinhart, you we've spoken about the confidence as well in Anton Lindell, uh, uh, the confidence in him being the two C, but also maybe even at to as well, being a part of that top six. I know I threw a lot at you just now, uh, Nick, but what are your thoughts on what Sam Reinhart had to say uh, on Wednesday night?
1: Um, I'm kind of in his, uh, you know, camp. Uh, We're not worried. I mean, I don't think he said anything out of the norm. Or anything that would be too terrifying, um, you know. The both sides, I think, are just willing to wait it out, or just trying to find the either the right term or the right dollar amount. Uh, I don't have any suspicion, you know, that he's going to be moved unless it becomes, you know, he wants eight million dollars, nine million dollars. I don't see him as that type of player, and mm-hmm. if he is, then I'm pretty sure the Panthers can get a pretty good haul for him back. But it just goes to show that Zito is committed to the players that he's been able to acquire and treat, um, you know, as actual like family of this organization. So I can't think of somebody better, uh, I guess representative of what Zito's trying to do, um, as far as contract wise, because, you know, as he said, Bill gave him his longest contract in the league so far, he doesn't have any feeling that that's not going to happen again. So, um, if I were Zito and I know we'll kind of go over this later in the show, but I would probably go six years with, uh. Um, Reinhardt, um, I'm not sure the the actual dollar amount right now because um, I think Reinhardt's kind of waiting out for a little bit more and Bill's probably not going to overpay. But um, last thing I'll bring up too is, you know, you talked about possible cap space situations and cap dumps and everything. Um, we have to still wonder about Bobrovsky and, you know, mm-hmm. what's going to happen with his contract. Can Florida offload it? Um, what will they have to give up to maybe give up half of the contract? Um, Because that, in a way, will still help Florida. Um, And I think it could help fit Reinhardt back on this roster. Meanwhile, keeping Bennett, uh, keeping a Forsling and or Montour. Um, You know, I I, I don't like the fact that, you know, we may have to only keep one of them. I'd love to keep both of them. But at the end of the day, this is a business. And maybe we have somebody in the wings that's waiting to take over. And, you know, maybe it'll be better for the Panthers in the future.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And let's also not – let's also – Uh, recognize that Sam Reinhart also had some selkie votes. I know it's not, it wasn't very high, it was 25th, but I also went out to look at some of the, uh, his numbers in in the postseason as far as five on five, um, and mostly played with the third line, and you know, when you make a Stanley Cup final, you got to have a strong top nine, especially, and Third line playing one hundred thirty five minutes and twenty five seconds at five on five, a plus two goal differential. And this was a shot. This was an incredible one. The the li- the line of Reinhardt, Barkoff, and Lundell only played six minutes and thirty six seconds together. This is via natural stat trick. Two goals to the opposition zero in that short amount of time. So just mm-hmm. goes to show how lethal lethal he. Um, all, not only Reinhardt, but all three of those can be when when put together as well. And and really, the flexibility is really what is what is so crucial for Sam Reinhart. You can put him on the top line. You can put him on the third line. You can put you can put him anywhere on those top three right wing spots as well. And it, and it gives and I think that's really what the Panthers have been blessed with these last couple of years. That whenever going back all, all the way to uh, Joel Quenville even last year. You, you've you had and Andrew Burnett and all that. You haven't had to worry about about Sam Reinhardt. You know that you could put him anywhere. That's the that's the thing with Sam Reinhardt that has been a beneficial for this team.
1: And you can say that about almost every player in the top nine. I mean, besides you know a Barkov. You know he's always going to be your one C and everything, or Verhage, who's always going to be in the top six. But Every single one of those players in the top nine could slot down or slot up, just depending on what the team needs or even how they're playing it, unfortunately. Um, I think Reinhardt was a benefactor when Marchment was here, Uh, just a big body, dangly body, Mm -hmm. able to open things up and really draw a lot of attention to himself, leaving Lundell and Reinhardt by themselves. So I think that's partially probably why his shooting percentage was lower this season. Uh, didn't really have a lot of that space, but he still put up a lot of big goals this season. And, you know, he's very – he's a very important piece to the power play, whether he's able to tip pucks or he's got that little set play with the Chuck, um just to get that one-timer in. Uh, you know, i I'm expecting big things from him this season just because I think, you know, with the expectations going in and what Florida needs to do in the first two months with the injuries that they have, The offense is going to need to show up and really provide that boost for that for the team.
0: Yeah, and uh, thirty-two power play goals in the last two years—a team record, team, a franchise record for this uh, team. Uh, You you definitely, it's definitely something of value, and that's what really what what Sam Reinhart brings to the table, especially. Uh, And we're going to transition over to segment number two, where we're going to discuss front office confidence rankings. Where do the Florida Panthers rank? We're going to discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about FanDuel. And football season is about to kick off. Actually, by the time you guys listen to this, it has already kicked off. We don't know the result yet of Lions-Chiefs. Uh, last time I checked, it was 7-7. to But FanDuel is giving you a chance to win all season long because right now you can bet on a Super Bowl winner. You can get bonus bets on every time. They win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on the spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit Fando.com slash Lockdown and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's Fando.com slash Lockdown. Segment number two here on this Friday, September 8th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of The day so the athletic put out a an article of front office confidence rankings and we are gonna put our screen share here for for the audience on the youtube page and, and discuss front office confidence rankings for the florida panthers and nick there was a it, it's crazy. I looked at the whole list, and there's a few jumps. There's a few uh, there was a few drops as well there. Detroit dropped big time. L- looks like that fans are l- looking to be a little impatient with the Iser plan. L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, dropped as well. After, I mean, when you lose two straight to Edmonton, you just throw your hands up. It's like, what what can you do? Ottawa, uh, um, GM's on the hot seat. Anaheim as well. Uh, and Toronto is a big one that dropped, 18th to 27th. Calgary, you know after the trade for Huberto and the drop in points. But New Jersey rose. Dallas rose as well, expected to possibly be the Western Conference champion. Vegas rose from 31 to sixth. Uh, Detroit, um, excuse me, Pittsburgh, after hiring Dubas, 20th to 10th. Uh, Chicago, after drafting Bedard, 30th to 15th. And Philadelphia, actually embracing a rebuild, 32nd to 24th. But the Panthers, <laughs> I with the Panthers, though, they stayed the exact same. 7th last year, 7th this year, and these are the categories that go into front office confidence rankings. They are roster building, cap management, draft and develop, trading, free agency, vision, and and those are the categories. So, roster building, B plus uh, for the public, fan base gives it an A. Cap management, B, fan base gives it a B plus. Draft and develop, C plus on both categories, trading, A plus for public. A for fan base free agency B plus for the public a for the fa- fan base vision B plus for the public and a minus for the fan base. And the one that sticks kind of out to me it, it, in kind of a, not necessarily a raising of the eyebrow, but you just, I just shrug my shoulders when I see this is mostly the draft and develop part of this yep. because <laughs> Bill Tito's only draft. He's only had two first-round picks during his time as as GM for the Florida Panthers. Anton Lindell, Mackie Semeskovich. Most of the time, you are during during his time, he has been going for it, trading away the trading away those picks, trying to contend. Hey, it's got him a President's Trophy. It's got him a, a, a trip to the Stanley Cup Final as, as well. But another one is is, uh, is free agency. Fan base gives it an A and we've spoken about all summer about working with the little bits that you have with mm-hmm. with the with the pool with the money pool as well that that one's another one that sticks out to me which the fan base gives an a what's the what's one that uh sticks out to you nick
1: Definitely draft and development, um, you know, and I don't think this is necessarily Zito's um, fault. Uh, I mean, he drafted Lundell, so he's already got an A in my book. But <laughs> as the franchise um, goes and, you know, since the Talon days, I'm probably going to have to give the, the, the organization or the front office maybe a D uh, just because you can't honestly name players over the last maybe 10, 15 years probably over maybe five or 10 that actually developed within our system and actually played for the Florida Panthers. Um, I think that's an issue. And I hope that it's something that, you know, uh, you know, he's thinking about because, you know, as we talked in the last segment, you know, we have to talk about the cap and we have to talk about what's you know going to happen going forward with the players that are currently on this team. So um, I would actually give him an A for cap management just because he's been able to um, either work deals or get space that he's needed in order to fulfill the roster and keep things together. I mean, if you were to pick the teams between the president's trophy winning team and the Stanley cup finalist team, both teams loved each other. They loved playing with each other. Um, But there was just something about the Stanley cup contending team that really brought things into light because it wasn't the same team coming back. You had a new coach. You had some older guys coming in off of PTOs and you didn't know what you're really going to get. Whereas the other team, you know, they had been together for a while. So going on a run like that and having those expectations or lack of expectations, I think kind of, you know, it, it kind of lowers down exactly what their cap management was at that time. Um, but, you know, with the fan base and roster building as well, cause I'm kind of moving up from there. I agree. He's put this team together and gotten the pieces Um, necessary to make this team, you know, maybe a top five or top 10 franchise in the league right now. I mean, he got Carter Verhage, he he was able to go get Matthew to Chuck and, you know, just, and Forsling. I mean, there, there's a bunch of players that are on this team right now uh, because of Bill Zito and the, the front office that he has available to him. So, um, While I think some grades could be higher or some could be lower, like the draft and develop, um, you know, I think the fan base and the public actually did a pretty good job at, you know, evaluating what Bill Zito in the front office has been able to do.
0: Mm -hmm. It's funny. uh, Trading, I might have actually a little lower. um, Actually, you see a plus for the public, a for fan base. And you think about you think about what happened the previous season with falling flat on their face in round two against Tampa. And then you give up all that draft capital to get a Ben Sherratt and a Claude Drew. And yes, when you're going for it and you have all mm-hmm. the confidence in the world when loading up, I mean, ask the Boston Bruins this year, ask the New York Rangers <laughs> as, as well. Those, those, those are other teams that have, it, and it just goes to show that it doesn't always work out in that way as well so it's not necessarily that i would give bill zito a bad grade in this but i would have it maybe a little lower maybe somewhere like an a minus or b plus as far as trading because it's something that could bite them bite them in the butt later later on but i mean making it in the very next year when you don't make any trades at the deadline but also that could contribute to the trading part what yes we said like we talked about Sometimes the best trade is the trade that you don't make. So some, some his ability to make up for for things as is, is well. Uh, may, maybe that's why he, his grade is where it's at at an A.
1: Yeah, and you know you got to think of you know the positives or the what ifs or what if nots. You know the the fact that he didn't make a trade during the trade deadline I think spoke volumes and really cemented this team and what they were going to be able to do going into the playoffs. So you know hats off to him and the front office for actually, you know, sticking to their guns to do that. But, you know, even before in that summer, having the guts to go get Matthew to Chuck, um, who's changed his franchise. I mean, just completely has changed his franchise's outlook. And, you know, you, you give up a fan favorite in Huberto and, you know, uh, a really steady uh, top six defenseman in Mackenzie Weger. That that takes a lot of you-know-what to, to pull off. But, you know, uh, can we talk about the Schrott trade? Yeah. It's something that we, I think, the team definitely needed. They needed somebody who was a little bit bigger and a little bit hard nosed, but unfortunately didn't work out. Uh, I thought Claude Giroux actually worked out pretty well. Um, you know, I think he's towards, you know, the, I guess the second round. I mean, he was the one that assisted on Verhage's goal in the first round, but I think he put up, you know, some big points and played very well with the Panthers. So um, I don't really blame him for that trade, but you know, you're you're judged on your winners, not so much your losers. And I think Bill has won more, whether trading or not trading, than he has lost.
0: Yeah, uh Bentra also had the secondary assist on uh Carter Hagee's uh game oh, wow. winner against Washington. So <laughs> so yeah, so both the trade deadline acquisitions did in, in in that instance. And for those listening on the audio version of the podcast, head over to our YouTube channel where you could see the the grades for the for the Florida Panthers front office uh, confidence level as well. So, and this also is another reason to subscribe to the channel because we will be doing some more screen shares here uh, on, on future episodes here on the lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But in segment number three, we're going to have a little bit of fun going from this front office confidence rankings now to be a little bit more descriptive with, with uh, Bill Zito and the era of Florida Panthers hockey over these last three seasons. We're going to discuss that more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment on this Friday, September 8th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. So, Nick, as I was doing my show prep, doing it in the middle of my day job, in the break room, you know, sometimes there's a random show on, on, on television. And (laughs) one of those shows today in the break room was family feud. And I was just going over what to talk about tonight and thinking, Hmm. how can I relate this to the Florida Panthers? And it with the, the surveys that go on, they ask a group of a hundred people, to describe something, and then of course the participants of Family Feud, it would be a lot to play the actual game here. So we're going to do a little bit of a, we're going to do the survey part of it, of asking people to s- fill out a survey with when it comes to the ac- not an, an actual survey, but speaking out of it. And for for and I tweeted this out on on X, asking if if you were to fill out. A survey for family feud and you were asked describe the bill zito era in a few words what would they be and i'll go first on this one successful hopeful and sustainable what says you nick
1: first one i would use is intelligent second one i would say is sustainability and the third one you might get me on right now but I would say powerful.
0: Hmm. Want to explain that one?
1: I don't think anywhere. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think that Florida's necessarily had a GM that's willing to pull the trigger on a trade to definitely change the franchise um, or at least get it approved by ownership and at least convince them to do that because. I mean, you could read about the Luongo trade rumors back in the early 2000s and how, what they were trying to get for him and that they had a deal in uh, place for him, but ownership didn't want to take it on. But I think the fact is, is that he's got the savvy, he's got the business sense. I mean, he used to be a player's agent and everything. He understands the business, so that's why I say intelligent. But the fact is, is that he's using that knowledge to hit the organization's benefit. I think it's a powerful thing. And then it's also kind of cascading to everybody in the organization right now, you can definitely see that everybody's in lockstep and it's just a powerful thing to see that, you know, I don't think this organization's had ever. So that's, that's what I'm, why I say powerful.
0: And I, I actually really didn't think about it in that way when it came to powerful, because you, we, we don't, one person we actually don't mention on this show often is owner Vinny Viola. We actually don't say his name too much, but every single time he's gone on camera he's just spoken about the commitment to winning and just wanting to do so so badly as as well mm-hmm. and and just putting hockey people in the in the right situation not overstepping when it comes to making certain moves it's like hey i bill I trust you Matthew Caldwell I trust you as well to for all the community re- relations stuff as well building building uh the war memorial as well and just putting <clears throat> the right people in in place as well and the whole it starts up top uh kind of a cliche saying but really when you get that vote of confidence from from ownership it's definitely it's definitely uh, help, helpful for sure but Nick we posted this on and we got quite a few Replies from from uh, X and Instagram, and the one of them was actually from national anthem singer John Acosta. Um, who? What's up, I, John? <laughs> <laughs> who? Uh, funny enough, I'm in a fantasy football league uh, with him, with uh, Kirby Loopball, David Rodriguez, and by the way, I got to, I had the opportunity to bench Travis Kelsey right before kickoff tonight. Uh, so, whew, so I, I good literally man, literally like 25 minutes before. So this is what John Acosta said, poised, sincere, intense. And he went to go on and say, all three based on a couple of interactions walking down the halls at the arena. I will say though, he took the time to say a few words to my son before a game one time. And for that, I'll always have an appreciation for him. So such a, that was, that's great. And we've seen the interviews of how animated he is. And like I've said, uh, multiple times, even seeing him in a press box at Emily Arena when the Panthers would play the Lightning on the road, the <laughs> where the front where the front office would be is actually near where the media members would be. Unlike at FLA Live Arena, where they're at the Air, Emirate Vault. Um, mm-hmm. Other other replies are calculated by uh, Matthew Goldberg. Jamie Jamie Ween says "goat." <laughs> uh, <laughs> Stephen Wolf says "smart, lucky, on point." I could get the lucky part, you yeah. know. Get in as an A seed, and you know you try you, you know, roll with what you got, and hey, cut lightning in a bottle. Um, J D says over aggressive, smart, controversial. I wish he kind of <laughs> explained the controversial uh, part of that. Um, I'm, I'm not going to try to to uh, comment war- per, per, per You know, comment on the video. the video. Yep, I I I hope he comments on the video or. Sends another tweet explaining what the the controversial part of it, and maybe we'll revisit that. And on the on Instagram, uh, Alex says, "Truly amazing. He's helped us a lot. So a lot of positive uh, positives when it comes to uh, words. When it comes to what Bill Zito uh, has has done in, in his time, and like we said, the vote of confidence uh, from from ownership, Matthew Caldwell, is as well, and just something that you know. And and here's the thing, Nick before opening night i spoke i i had the opportunity to talk to bill zito and when when talking about the lack of draft capital is like how do you assess whether to pull a trick the trigger and he's talking mm-hmm. about and he the one thing that s- stood out to me is like am i re- able to replace what i put out when it comes to putting in a trade is it is is the roi Gonna mm-hmm. the return on investment going to be worth it as well, and those are kind of a little bit of going into the brain of a general manager as well that kind of stood out to me and and, and great conversation that I personally had with uh, Bill Zeter in an, in a media availability right that was right before opening night against the Philadelphia Flyers last year and that was at the point where Aaron Ekblad was going on LTIR oh where we were wondering uh-oh, this be, uh oh is the season going to be in. Is, is it going to be going in, in, a, in a bad direction as well? Mm-hmm. And just that interaction in itself kind of pl- um, tells me the amount of how they play out scenarios when it comes to all types of transactions.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you have to have that risk uh, assessment kind of built into your decision making, right? Like, you know, uh, what's going to help the our organization more a first round draft pick that may or may not pan out or somebody right now who can make a difference and actually push us over, uh, the, the ledge that we're trying to uh, get to. Um, and you know, that's when, you know, when he went for it, um, during the president's winning trophy uh, season, you understand that, you know, you, you have the team they're uh, you know, running on all cylinders, but you also need guys that have kind of been there and can kind of guide you the way and no problem with that. Um, I was going to ask, and cause I'll get back to my point here. Who's the one that said calculated?
0: Uh, it, it was, uh, it was Matthew Goldberg. I, be- I Okay. Believe, yeah.
1: For whatever reason I think about, um, uh, what is that video game that's out there right now? Uh, I used to play it a ton, uh, rocket league. You, oh, rocket league. That's, <laughs> just that's calculated. Like, <laughs> so that's, that's kind of what I thought about when he said that. So I hope that's the reference he was going for, but, um, I think all the adjectives and anything that we can throw positively at uh, Bill Zito and uh, what he's been able to do, it's warranted. I mean, I, I have yet to see anything that's catastrophic to that's been done to this organization. And that has really set them back. Um, as he said, you know, is what's the return on investment. And I think he's gotten more um, return than what he's been able to put out. So um, definitely a good way to look at things.
0: No, no, no doubt. And, as, as we get to the light at the end of the tunnel with getting closer to 2026 and having a first round pick again for, for this team, <laughs> interested to see how trade deadlines and even offseason moves are going to look like for Bill Zeta. Or they could just continue to be kind of like the LA Rams and just say F them picks uh, for, for sure. Who, who, who knows? Hey, but you're trying to win a cup, right? And you have this window for, for, for this team, but Nick, I want to thank you so much once again for joining me on this Friday edition of the On Florida Panthers podcast and th- another fun episode recorded with you. Tell everybody where they can follow you, my friend. Armando,
1: thanks for having me on again. I know I say that every time I'm on here, but I am truly grateful that you bring me on every week and for keeping it fresh. Um, I was going to ask you um, which family feud host were you watching today? I, I was watching Steve Harvey. Of course, he's the GOAT. But, anyways, you guys can follow me on X at Prudentia Zero and also on threads at Beret 1096.
0: Awesome, Nick. Thank you so much, and see you next Friday, my friend.
1: See you next Friday.
0: And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steer Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And Everydayers, make sure you come back next week as we will be per- one week closer to training camp. We're likely going to have one more divisional crossover right before training camp is set to open. Prospect sh- Showcase is su- is coming up very, very soon. So you you don't want to miss uh, next week's episode of the Locked On For Family Podcast. So I'm Armando Velez with Nick Fairbanks. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.